Listen. Just listen. I'm Megan Steelstra, and this is the Second Story Podcast. Second Story is Serendipity Theatre Collective's hybrid performance series of stories, wine, and music. A collaboration among writers, actors, musicians, and others to create good stories and good times. The stories are written by the performers themselves, sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, and always thought-provoking. And now, Serendipity Company member, Kimberly Sue. My husband David and I are talking about being in our 30s. He is driving like an old man, I tell him, like his dad, which pisses him off. Okay, Marv, I say, using his dad's name and his mom's inflection to grind it home. David steps on it, and while I feel a little guilty, at least we'll be on time for the movie. But seriously, I've been wondering lately when I'll feel like I'm a grown-up. Well, for most of the usual reasons, still renting, too little savings, no kids, not even a pet. A recent fender bender has me wondering whether I even deserve responsible adult status, along with the fact that twice this week, I've been mistaken for a high schooler. (laughs) First, the L station attendant greets me with, how is school today? And second, the clerk at the bookstore offers me a discount if I have my student ID. When will people realize I'm older? I hear myself say. As it turns out, we are early to the movie. David goes to save us seats, and I hurry to the ladies' room. The door is heavy and slows me down, fortunately, because there's an overflowing toilet and soggy tissues all over the floor. Well, I mean, maybe that's why it's empty, I think. My shoes squeaking and sliding as I hurry inside. On my way out, I hold the door for an elderly woman. She has a clattery walker. Her husband has taken her as far as the heavy door. She's especially clumsy, and I I know the overflowing toilet and those soggy tissues, and I think she might fall. Excuse me, um, there's water, there's... I want to reach out and take her arm, but I'm not sure if I should be so bold, so I just help her steady her walker. She gazes through me and then pats me lightly on the hand, and I take this as permission and try to guide her into a stall, but she keeps pushing to go straight, Duh, right. The handicap stall, the big one way at the end. She would never fit that walker in one of those regular-sized stalls. She shuffles in, her head drooping as if it's too heavy for her neck, and I say something like, okay, well, all right, and and then she shuts the door in my face. (laughs) I wash my hands, glance around, wanting to share a knowing look with someone, anyone, but the bathroom is still empty. I get through the heavy door and I'm halfway down the hallway and then I wonder if anyone will be there to help her get out. I go back, wash my hands, pace, a few ladies come in and out and I wait. It gets busier, it must be nearing show times and the doors are opening and closing frequently and there's all sorts of noise and chatter and laughter and the swinging and slamming of stall doors loosens hers and it opens. Well, I can't help but look. She is sitting there, balancing on the toilet, trying to untangle soggy adult diapers from her shoes. Black polyester pants, you know, the kind with the elastic waistband. They lie in a heap out of reach where she has tossed them. I hurry and shut the door. 
I wash my hands again, pat some cool water on my cheeks. Young girls flit around me, checking their reflection in the mirror, applying one last coat of lip gloss. I just try to stay out of the way. Then her stall door swings open again, and she is still sitting there, half undressed, clutching her stomach. I go, shut the door, and this time I stand there and I hold it shut. Uh, are you okay? Excuse me, I ask. Nothing. I knock on the door. Hello? Can I help you? Can I come in? Nothing. I open the door, and she looks up, straight up at me, as if she is seeing me for the first time, and says, what? Incredulous, as if I've asked her some unthinkable question. But I'm in, so I slide down to the floor, eh, just beneath the toilet paper roll. Then she talks. Well, I can't understand most of her words. Her voice is so little. Her head shakes as she talks, and it's pinched. They say there's nothing wrong, she says, but I think there has to be. Her voice trails off, and I wonder if she's forgotten that I am there. Her thighs are smooth, with paper-thin skin, blue veins visible just beneath the surface. She looks over at me, at my purse. Do you do this for a living? <laughs> I look at my purse, my black nylon purse, and I think, it could be mistaken for a doctor's bag. No, I'm just here to watch a movie. We both feel so tiny there in that stall. Do you have any more? I point to the diaper on the floor, not sure what to call it. Those are wet. Those are dirty. Does your husband have more? What? Does your husband have more? I point again. I can't wear those. I won't. She's quiet and angry, clutching her stomach. She says, it's just so hard. It hurts. It could be 15 minutes. I don't know. Should I get your husband? What? She furrows her brows as if I've asked her some impossible math equation or told her I'm a Martian. Get my husband. He's waiting for me. I don't know how long it will be. I rise from the floor, my knees cracking, and then I hear a young girl's voice from outside the stall. Rose, is that you in there? I open the door, just a crack, and I see a uniformed theater employee. Uh, her husband is outside? The line has stretched out the door and down the long hallway. Her husband weaves in between the waiting women. A purse dangles from his neck like a camp counselor's wooden badge. <laughs> At first I mistake his expression for anger, but a second glance reveals fear and powerlessness. What is she doing? What is taking so long? I tell him she's just having a little trouble, as if I need to shield him from his wife's condition or protect her from her husband's frustration. Do you have any more? I have nothing to point to. Underwear, hers are wet and she needs dry ones. 
Where is she? What is taking so long? He continues as if he hasn't heard me, pushing past me, walking straight on to Rose's stall. Rose, it's me. What is it? He's inside now, with her. And I stand guard there, frozen, until he emerges. I have to go to the store, he says, and walks out. It's so busy now, no one seems to notice a man in the ladies' room. I knock, go back inside, and slide down to the floor. He'll be right back, I say, as if she is a child I am babysitting, and I need to assure her that her parents will return. What's your name? She asks. So quiet, I almost don't hear her. Kimberly. I'm Rose. Nice to meet you. We shake, and her hand is so soft and delicate that I picture Rose at my age with her porcelain skin glowing, her high cheekbones lightly blushed, and perhaps a husband who drives too slow for her taste. There's a knock at our door, and I expect to find Rose's husband, but it is another theater employee. She has come to take my place. She is warm and friendly, much more relaxed than I am, able to walk right into our stall and reach out and touch Rose's shoulder. I don't want to leave now, but the stall seems too small for all three of us, so I say, goodbye, Rose. And I think I hear her say, so kind, as I shut the door. Kind. Oh, I don't feel kind. I feel disloyal, my youth, some sort of betrayal. I race back to the theater. The lights have dimmed and the previews have started. Only 20 minutes have passed, but it feels like years. I have aged. I am older. I see David waving to me from the back row of the theater. And I imagine him with my purse dangling around his neck. I think of Rose and her walker, and I take the steps two at a time. Baby, you understand me now. If sometimes you see that I'm mad, don't you know no one alive can always be an angel? When everything goes wrong, you see some bad. Just a soul whose intentions are good Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood That was Kimberly Sue. And if her story gives you ideas for your own second story, we'd love to hear them. Please join us for our ongoing series at Webster's Wine Bar and Red Kiva or one of our upcoming special events. This October, we're in Portland and Washington State on the 8th, 9th, and 10th, Straw Dog Theater on the 23rd, and Victory Gardens on the 25th. Second Story Podcast is brought to you by Amanda Delheimer, Megan Steelstra, Shannon Sullivan, Miles Pulaski, Mikhail Fixel, and Nick Kawahara. I'm Megan Steelstra. Serendipity is funded in part by the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the Illinois Art Council, a state agency, the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, City Arts Grants, the Chicago Community Foundation, a part of the Chicago Community Trust, and listeners just like you. To find out more about Second Story, the performances, and our performers, or to make a donation, 
visit us at storiesandwine.com. problems and I get more than my share but that's one thing I never mean to do cause I love you I try so hard, so please.